Hello, everyone. Mm, hi. <laughs> Sorry. It's <was> weird. <laughs> A little bit. It's okay. We are Cracker Classics. So we're a weekly podcast. And we're weird. We watch old movies. That are pretty weird. And sometimes we like them. Sometimes we spend a half hour bitching about them. And you get to enjoy that. You're welcome. However, it turns out we enjoy it and that's all that really matters. Mm-hmm. Screw you, listeners. Unless you support us on Patreon. Wait, that's for a, the end of the This thing. is a great anyway. intro. This is awesome. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so this week we're doing Sabrina. It's not about a teenage witch, as I was disappointed to find out. Well, it might be. I don't know. I assume that Audrey Hepburn's a little older in this. Humphrey Bogart is not a teenage witch. (laughs) Probably not. He is a first step on a long slope to bisexuality. (laughs) Um Segues into William Holden is also in this movie. He's step four. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got to know who's step two and three. Uh, Jason Momoa is step two. (laughs) Okay. But only when wet. (laughs) Fair. And I'm not sure who step three is. So I'll have to think on that. I love how you jumped. <laughs> well, maybe we haven't watched this, the, the movie with step three yet. I haven't met my step three. No, that's <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, we have Audrey Hepburn, William Holden, Humphrey Bogart in a movie directed by Billy Wilder. Like, it's already at the top of the list. Yeah. Like, there's it no... can only go down from here. <laughs> But it can't because it's Audrey Hepburn, <laughs> William Holden, Humphrey Bogart, and Billy Wilder. Film. Yep. Like, there could be no wrong. Let's be fair, though. The two Audrey Hepburn movies that we've seen, highly revered. And then we watched <sighs> them and we were like, uh, I don't know. Nah, that's so, true. That's true. She was delightful. But what was going on around her was uh, question. Was not directed by Billy Wilder. This is true. We do have a, an ace up our sleeve with we, the Hepburn movie. Yes, because I cannot think of a bad Billy Wilder film. Mm-mm. Maybe some of his earlier stuff, but... We haven't watched those and probably won't get around to it till we're like four or five hundred episodes mm-hmm. in, something like that. Once we run out of the stuff you've heard of, not that we aren't already doing things you've never heard of, to say, but... yeah. <laughs> what little I know plot-wise of this movie is Audrey Hepburn is the daughter to some guy's chauffeur and she falls in love with the guy hmm. and whether the guy is bogey or william holden i don't know well and what actually happens after we know that she's in love i don't know this is hollywood and if i remember correctly bogey's older so it's probably bogey probably <laughs> and that could make for a discussion on grooming if there's such an age difference uh... It's a discussion I'm happy to have, but I have controversial opinions on such subjects, so, you know. Well, we won't cross that bridge until we get to it, if it comes up in here. Otherwise, we'll save that for another episode. I believe in human agency, Mm. regardless of age. Anyway. (laughs) That might come up in here, agency. There's usually a sense of agency with any character Audrey Hepburn plays. Yes. So, Mm. I imagine it does come up 
And I look forward to that discussion. Mm -hmm. But that's a uh, intermission impressions discussion. Not a, we don't know what we're talking about because we don't really know what the movie's about. Well, shall we move on to that part of the discussion then? Almost. I just want to put in one little thing here, one hope slash expectation. Okay. William Holden with his shirt off. Oh, that's a given, isn't it? Every William Holden movie we've seen (laughs) at some point, shirt comes off. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Just pointing that out. It is a selling point for uh, every William Holden movie. Yes, I've seen a pattern. <laughs> I want to make sure this pattern continues, so I will be watching for that. Of course. As you said, it's a given. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, now we can go get started. Yep, we'll be back with intermission impressions. And, and nipples! Hopefully. Maybe. I'm, uh... Somehow go. you got unplugged. Fancy that. Okay. So should we start again? Yeah, we yeah. should. All yeah. right, all right. Feel kind of forced now. Yeah. Moments passed. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't bring corn into a discussion on Sabrina. Damn it. Nope. <laughs> this has gotten a little uh, weird. Yeah. I don't know how to describe this. <laughs> Classic Billy Wilder? Kind of. And it's only gotten weird since she came back from Paris. It's really only gotten weird since Bogey started saying All in the Family. Well, true. Um, the last, like, two minutes of what we watched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which kind of, as we were going along, I figured that's what was happening. Yeah. She's in love with William Holden. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill myself because he doesn't even know I exist. <sighs> Go out of Paris, learn to cook, become sophisticated, and all of a sudden he notices her. Yep. Well, I still love you, David. Wait, who's your brother? Yeah. (laughs) Except she's not the one that said, wait, who's your brother? He's the one that swooped in and said, forget my brother. Not exactly forget my brother. Here's a kiss from my brother. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, mm, uh. This is to be expected, <sighs> though, in a super rich family. Wow. Fucking weird. <laughs> I can't argue with that. I really I mean, can't. I'm all for weirdness, but I <laughs> sometimes there's a line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is definitely on the other side. The other side of the tennis court net. <laughs> oh, God. I... Mm, Speaking of the tennis court net, that first scene in the tennis court, I'm still so mad at William Holden for absolutely ruining the game. <laughs> like, there could have been so much fun there. It's true. You know, you need to stay on your side of the net. Cool. How does this proceed? Mm-hmm. Not just drop the net and step over. Fuck you. You ruined the game. I'm not in the mood anymore. Go away. Welcome to William Holden's <laughs> character in this movie. <laughs> He's a tool. Uh, through and through. An awful, horrible tool. Mm-hmm. Very much that spoiled rich kid. I can do what I want and nothing matters. Which is appealing to some people, but uh, not me. How many marriages did he have? Three? First one on the way? Yeah. How many of those marriages were for love? None. Exactly. These are business arrangements. Eh. Uh, at least the most recent one is. Most recent one is. 
The other three was what? Um, green card and dental work. Oh, that's right. Um, I, I'm blanking the other two. Uh, utterly forgettable. Um, well, <laughs> yes, but it wasn't love. No. Because there was money and connections. Yeah. I guess it just doesn't pay to be that wealthy. Nah. I mean, it's a bit excessive. You have an indoor tennis court and an outdoor tennis court. And an indoor pool. And and an an outdoor outdoor pool. pool. And one guy whose sole job it is to take care of George, the goldfish in the fountain. Mm -hmm. Not to mention eight cars. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't care how rich you are, you don't need eight cars. Oh, but there's different cars for different situations. I would have some... I I I roll my eyes If I I was super rich, I would have several cars, for sure. I understand multiple cars, but eight seems a bit much. They're also for the whole family. It is All a four little, of them. It is a little weird that it's one chauffeur for eight cars, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, you, that's you're, a little weird. Your justification's falling apart here. <laughs> no, you just need multiple chauffeurs. Is that why he had a daughter? <laughs> but he sent her off to cooking school in Paris. So she doesn't even know where the spark plugs are. Like, no. <laughs> that's true. She was in the middle of the car, underneath. She I'm was looking for the spark underneath flags. the car. Yeah. <laughs> True, just under the car period, like yeah, yeah. flex. You're right. Yep. <laughs> mm. Uh yeah. We did start with a woman with a very vivacious giggle. Oh God, yes, the giggle. It was the fakest thing in the world, but also the realest thing in the world, given the situation. Yeah. As I had mentioned when we were watching it, Fraser, <laughs> Maris is in the car practicing her vivacious giggle. Oh, Lord. That yeah, is a yeah, thing yeah. in these high society circles of <sighs> yeah. having the giggle and being the bubbly personality at the dinner party. It's all fake, but they all do it. It's the realest fake thing. And it's thing. expected. Yes. Like, you have to be fake to make it. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Still didn't care for it, though. Nope. It's annoying as shit. But that's because we're not trying to climb the ranks of society. Yeah, we're not in that circle. We have the privilege of not having to put up with it. And that is something I would not give up for any amount of money. Seriously. Yeah, is that worth it? It's so not. There's uh, been some interesting things brought up in this movie, just through lines that were probably unintended, <laughs> but they made me think and I wrote them down. I'll start with the the basics. Money is a byproduct. So well, Bogey's the brother, the guy running all the companies, and for him, that's his life. Business. Go doing the work. He does not actually care about making the money. Yep. As he said, money is a byproduct. And that's... I found that interesting. Honestly, the attitude... I would prefer people in charge of businesses had. I agree. It's sort of a remnant from this day and age in the 50s, when there was still such a thing as benevolent capitalism. He mentions that. Building libraries. Yep. Making sure kids get their teeth fixed and and have a bath. And shoes. Yeah. It just sounds so alien in this day to hear a rich person talk like that. Because it doesn't happen anymore. No. Not since the 80s. And I had to kind of stop myself because I'm going, well, this is bullshit. You're super rich. Of course you're working for the money. No. 
Not in the 50s. Not in this You're day and age. Working for the job, for the betterment of mankind. Mm-hmm. The fuck happened to that? Yeah, and also what the fuck happened with these plastics products that they were developing. Oh, I've yeah. never seen that on the market. No, it turned into disposable bullshit. Yeah. Made of sugar cane. It tastes sweet. It's impenetrable. It could support a shit ton of weight. I assume it was just bullshit for the story, and there's not actually the technology to do that. I don't know nearly enough about plastics Me to neither. be able to tell you, so... It just seemed very advanced for plastics in the 50s. And I'm sure that's just the idea of it, of we're a top-of-the-line oh. industry. We can do yeah. this innovative stuff. And make millions and millions from it as that, a byproduct. That wasn't it. They weren't worried about making millions. They were worried about improving humanity. Or Ultimately, at least... that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bogey was. Yeah. William Holden couldn't give a shit. No, because he's a real trash person. He did have an interesting point, though, of... I didn't know I was marrying this woman from a rich company that owns sugarcane. Yeah. Am I being used as a pawn for the sake of business? Yes. That's what happens when you're a child in a rich family. When you have no other use, yeah, that's what you get used for. You're a business asset. Cause you don't like it, you can change that. Yeah, that is one problem that has always been present in that, that your humanity doesn't matter. It's what you can provide for the company. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just your family name, your connections, your bank account. Yep. What you stand to inherit years from now. Yep. Mm. Okay, they got a little deeper than when I first brought up the sentence. But <laughs> other th- ones I wrote down, you speak of love like it was a bad cough. <laughs> well... I didn't have much on that. I sort of, oh, that's a great line. I've got to write it down. <laughs> I don't even remember the context. Oh, it's the old guy in Paris. Yes. At the cooking school. Yep. He can obviously tell she is unhappily in love. That's why she didn't turn the oven on to make her souffle. <laughs> Which, of course, he tells her after she's graded and not immediately Man. upon noticing it. But she said, yes, I'm not happy and I'm in love, but I will get over it. Yeah. As if it were a bad cough. I mean, there's some truth to that. You do eventually get over it. Uh, Fully, completely, though? No. No. It's like long COVID. Meh, well, yeah. You will, there will be more time in between. The but c- it will still be there a little bit. The cough is gone, but the lethargy remains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still can't taste anything. <laughs> the other line I wrote down... I don't know. What? Being respected is as much as anyone can want in this world. Mm, who's doing the respecting? I don't remember the context now. Uh, it was early on. Yeah. It was Sabrina's dad talking oh, about him yes. and his wife. Yes. They were married happily. She was a cook. He was a chauffeur. And they were respected by those around them. Yeah. And that was all that you could ask in the world. Well, they were also well taken care of. Yes. And they, I'm they sure... They were Uber drivers living in a $2,000, 150-square-foot apartment. Mm-hmm. They but, also yeah. just came from a lower working class where you learn to dream smaller. But I was intrigued at the notion of respect and that being all that you want in the world. Yeah. There's some truth to that. I don't think it's enough. No. I mean, to be respected 
in life is an important thing. And you have it... to be respected by the right people, mm -hmm. people whose opinions you find to be valid and of substance. And you kind of have to define being respected. Sometimes it's... people will say, I respect you. They, they can't back it up with their action. Nope. I was intrigued by this line. It just made me ponder how important respect is. It definitely is. Yeah. But he made it sound like it was the most important thing. Well, it's one of those things that has also been used throughout the years to, as an intangible to avoid paying the tangible. True. It's like a better title. Without a corresponding increase in pay. I feel better about myself. Or a pizza party instead of a raise. Exactly, yeah. But how disrespectful is that shit, actually? Incredibly. Yeah. I think we're just a little jaded towards the notion of respect because of what it's turned into. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to this movie that they sound great, but they're not landing like they used to. Because <laughs> We're shit's less changed. naive. <laughs> and the world's just gotten yeah, more yeah. bullshit. I mean, this is very much a idealized oh, for view sure. of Long Island in the 50s. <laughs> but there is still... It comes from a place of reality. Yeah. And just Billy Wilderized a little bit. You know. <laughs> Which sitting on the champagne glasses was <laughs> fucking beautiful. How do we know we got all the glass? We will reconstruct <laughs> the glasses. <laughs> Yeah. He had it coming, though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what do you expect when you're putting wine glasses in your back pockets? <laughs> when he first did that and he grabbed the champagne bottle, I'm like, where is he putting that? <laughs> Later. It's no fun. You just carry it. <laughs> Ultimately, I'm enjoying this. Oh, I'm very much enjoying this. This is far and away the best Audrey Hepburn movie we've watched yes. so far. It could still go off the rails. That could. Depending on... But like, even if it does, mm -hmm. it will still be yeah. the best Audrey Hepburn movie well, we've watched thus far. True. We've already gotten pretty far with, you know. I'm disappointed in William Holden, though. In his character, William Holden is delightful. Yes. <laughs> That's what I meant. So. <laughs> I don't like his character. No, though. but he does it so well. <laughs> He's kept his clothes on the whole time. Well. <laughs> I mean, there's still time, but... I don't really get that feeling that we're going that way, unless there's no. some, something happening with the swimming pools. Well, we did mention two pools, so fingers crossed. It's true. We would not have mentioned that or George the Goldfish without them coming back later. Not necessarily. George the Goldfish may just be an example of opulence. I suppose. But we had the tennis courts twice now. And they have definitely come so into play. Maybe we'll get a pool and a George. Hopefully. We'll see. Well, uh, be sure to mention that in our curtain call. If any of this comes up, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, what's going to happen. I'm pretty sure she's going to marry Bogey. Yeah, that. I mean, that was pretty obvious from the from the get-go, I think. If, he, if she doesn't, I will be surprised. The look on her face, though, I don't know. <laughs> well, she was kind of weirded out at first, but then... That second turn, she was like, you know what? This might I, be... <laughs> I love this brother, too. Yeah, yeah. They're both hot. It doesn't matter. They're both hot and rich. It really doesn't matter. Uh... <laughs> no. And that, that's a recipe for disaster, kids. If you're 
looking for someone and it doesn't matter who they are, just that Ugh. they're hot and rich. Yeah. No. We have a very naive <laughs> Audrey Hepburn here, though. Is she ever anything other than? More so in here, because she's gone off to Paris for two years and now thinks that she's sophisticated and knows the world just because she did what her father wanted her to do. So there's still a lot of naivete, but under this guise of sophisticated adults, it it could bite her in the ass. We'll see. Well, I'm anxious to find out. Yeah, let's go finish this. We will be back for our curtain call and probably some wedding bells. Probably. Or broken champagne. More. Both? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) We shall return. I <sighs> love you, Billy Wilder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, ran a little subterfuge for a minute there. I thought they both abandoned her, and she was on going to be on that boat, go to Paris all by herself. Please, you know Billy better than that. True, I should have known. Yeah, it was always going to be about the, the the true love that happens between the people that obviously should be in love. Yeah, whoever. The story said the true love is about. Because remember, yep. some like it hot. Yeah, but he's perfect. Yep. Not a man and a woman always. <laughs> so there wasn't a wedding. No. But there's still the planned wedding with William Holden and the. 2000 Gardenians. Yeah. He never takes off his shirt. No, he never did. But he does stick his butt through a hole in a plastic tarp. <laughs> 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 but it was covered by a robe. Robes barely count. Yeah. (laughs) There's very little skin in this movie, period. Yeah. Everyone is dressed to the nines at every point. Uh, Although, hmm, Audrey Hepburn's collarbones just... Nick! Mm. Reminds me that I'm not as far down the bisexual trail as I might have thought. (laughs) (laughs) We did have very stylish clothing that uh, accentuates... Things. (laughs) Things. <laughs> yes. I don't know what it is about the Hamburg, but it's nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to decide the level of cynicism in this movie. Ah, that's a very good question. Yeah. Um, um <laughs> there's this love getting in the way of business story in here that makes love feel like an inconvenience. That often is. Well, it depends on how you look at it and whether or not you um, wanted the love. Yeah. If that love is requited. Here it's a little different. Yeah. It was not wanted, but in the end it was. The acknowledgement of wanting it was not wanted. Yeah, but... It always was wanted, but business got in the way. It always was wanted, but that was pushed aside for business. Yeah, and dismissed opportunity with love. It had never happened yet. Maybe because business was getting in the way. He did say flat out of, I will always be unfaithful to my wife with board directors and vice presidents and... All of that stuff. Yep. A life that they'll just never understand because it's business. <laughs> yeah. 
They do make a nice little division between love and business here. Which one can love business? That's a thing. Depends on the love. And the business. Well. Some people, their business is love. Bound chicka bound. Exactly. Which does not enter into anything here. No, no. Love is a very, um, light topic. Well, this is very much a Hayes Code movie. Mm-hmm. Still well done. But we do not go in depth with really anything. No. Not saying I hated it though. This was a very good movie. No, this was. It still somehow hits you in the feels. Yeah. That's Billy for you. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> you actually are given characters that you like. Yep. And want good things for them. Even if they are as terrible as David. Now, that I'm still. I don't know. I still don't like him in the end. No. Even if he kind of did the right thing with Sabrina and Bogey. Yeah. He did kind of get over himself and was like, okay, I'm a pawn in this business deal. I guess I do like her money, so I will marry her. And her looks. That was very key. <laughs> oh, true. She was she attractive. Is a, yeah. yeah. He did. He. Everyone in this movie grew up a little, except for dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right um oh, dude, and, and i mean larabee dad sabrina's dad also did a little growing mm-hmm. a little bit moved on from his limousine theory of people a little bit yeah and audrey did admit i went to paris to grow up and i thought i had grown up but all i got was a new haircut which is absolutely growing up yes <laughs> recognizing that you haven't is key mm-hmm. Because uh, I was, I knew she hadn't done much growing nope. up, actually. And then she admitted it to herself. I'm like, good. You are growing Now you've up. grown up. Yes. I was still kind of worried about her. She went all the way to New York just to say, I can't go with you to New York for dinner and, and stuff tonight. That was kind of weird. Uh, as someone who's inclined towards gestures, that's... Very much it makes sense to me. One hell of a gesture, yeah. Um, <laughs> that seems like something I would have done at 22. Um, so, yeah, that's very believable. Yeah, fair enough. There is some honor in um, going to the person directly and saying, hey, this isn't going to happen. Yeah, and then you get almost there and you're like, nope, I can't quite do it. I'm going to call him mm-hmm. from downstairs. <laughs> Allowing him to go downstairs and fetch you. Which, oh, my heart. Yeah, anyway. that was a great moment for Bogey. It was beautiful. Here, talk. I'm going to put the phone down and I'm just going to go get you. <laughs> uh, yes. One, one thing did kind of mm. bother me, though, uh, when he was talking about if I was 10 years younger. Um, Bogey, if you were 10 years younger, you'd still be 20 years older than her. So... True. Very, very true. Still. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could have said 20, and it would have made more sense, but... There's still weirdness in the, the dynamics oh, of the, these relationships. I mean, this is the 50s. I have no clue what dynamics actually mean. Like, Well, <laughs> it is a young woman and an older man. Which is so. perfectly fine. Of course. It's how at, God intended it. Look at those games. Um, Though she was an actual person with designs of her own... And desires of her own mm-hmm. that were given weight within the story. 
So by that method, it's leaps and bounds over half of the movies from the 50s. That's true. She does have some agency as a person, even though she was also just being used as a pawn. Well, so was David, Not though. a pawn, because David was well, the pawn. No, David was the pawn. She was the problem to be solved. Yeah. She was the business expense, the necessary business uh-huh. expense, as he put it, telling her how he was going to send her to Paris and buy her dad off and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Set that her was, up in Paris. Yep, yeah. yep. Just a line item on the budget as part of the merger. <sighs> yep. But that's that cynicism in this movie. Yes! It, you know, ah. it, it gets reduced down to numbers and line items. But in the end, Bogey's head still explodes with, shit, I do love her. Yep. Get me a tugboat. I'm going on this ship with her. <laughs> there was the evidence of David's growth. He had that all set up and ready for him. Mm-hmm. That was nice to see some planning ahead from him. And giving a shit about the people around him. Because mm-hmm. we hadn't seen that yet. That's at true. At all. <laughs> David was the least developed character in this movie. Which is why he didn't take his shirt off. Um, well, that's the point. <laughs> He was just the playboy rich guy, and that was really all there was to him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was this story of, well, oh, I don't want to be a pawn and marry for a business deal, whatever. Yeah. But that wasn't that big of a thing. No, because she was beautiful. Because in the end, it didn't matter. It <laughs> was going to happen anyways. Yeah. Regardless of Sabrina and you finally noticing her for the first time in 20 years. No, no, no. He noticed her when she was nine. That's what she was holding on to, the kiss from when she was nine. Right. (sighs) Sort of blocked that out in my mind. Yeah, I know. Nine. Nine. This has all of the elements of being a movie about grooming, but it doesn't actually go there. No actual grooming takes place. Yeah. It's all agency. (laughs) Fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, props to the older people in this movie for not seizing that opportunity that was right in front of them. Well... They very well could have just taken her and molded her and... There was a little bit of grooming on Linus's part. Because he was grooming her to see him as the love object instead of David. But he thought he was doing it for business reasons. It wasn't until Mm. David smacked him that he realized, eh, maybe there was a little more to it. But he was attempting to manipulate her feelings. Yeah, there was that, but it was as part of that business end of things. It wasn't a... It wasn't trying to get her to fall in love with him to take advantage of her. Mm -hmm. Or to keep her in... It was to get her out of the way, but... (laughs) Which is... It's borderline... (laughs) Not okay. I'm not trying to say it's okay. No. Really? Not trying to say it's not okay. It's not as bad as deliberately manipulating someone's feelings in order to take advantage of them physically. Right. But, yeah, it's... It's still not great. Oh, no. That's why I was not all that shocked when it seemed like there was just going to end with her being on the boat all by herself. Because that was sort of how it was supposed to play out. And feelings and things. Well, yeah, but the the feelings that got involved, you know, ruined the business deal and it made things all messy, as love does sometimes. Yeah. But that the original plan still would have happened. 
So I was not surprised when David walked into the boardroom. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yep, she's by herself. Look at that. Don't get involved with cynical businessmen. But then the fact that he had it all set up for Linus to go get on the boat was a little surprising. Mm Mm-hmm. That really helped endear things. It made it a lot less squicky. Mm-hmm. Somehow. But you are right. The Definitely a lot of wealth using its power to make happen what they want to have happen. Which at the time was a little better than what wealth wants to have happen now. Yes. At least it seems that way. I don't even know what wealth wants to have happen now. It's more like wealth. From gimme. More wealth. Gimme. Gimme more. Yeah. They're killing the golden goose, and they don't even fucking realize it. Anyway. Yeah, they're, they've, it's a good metaphor. They're ripping open the golden goose to get the eggs. Yeah, not realizing that the goose needs to stay alive yeah. to keep producing eggs. Right? Funny how that works. It's almost as if I learned that in kindergarten. Rich don't have to go to kindergarten. Oh, no, they get friggin' preparatory preschools that... By the time they're of kindergarten age, they're off at boarding school. And And yet they still don't learn anything. Yeah, they do. They learn how to succeed at business. Without really trying. Oh, no, they try very, very fucking hard. Says who? You don't have the experience with them, I do. No, I don't. That whole thing takes a lot of work. I don't know why people do it other than, yeah, but... Okay. Some people love it, I guess. I don't get it. Okay. It doesn't appeal to me. No, it does not. But that's why I'm sitting here making a podcast with a wonderful friend. Aww. And... And begging strangers for money? Well, that's an evil that I can put up with. Because ah. it bought us these nice microphones. And it did. Maybe someday we won't have to work shitty other jobs in order to keep paying for the other things that life makes us pay for, for reasons that we won't get into here because it's not that kind of podcast. No. It's sort of that kind of podcast, but we cut it off Sometimes early. Sometimes it's that kind of podcast. Yeah. We try to stick to the movies. But if you think we shouldn't, you can drop us a line, crackerclassics at gmail.com. Give us money to influence our decisions over at patreon.com slash crackerclassics. We <laughs> are open to bribery. <laughs> There is a website. It's not great, but it's there. But it's crackerclassics.com. And we'll see you here next week. Thank you, folks. Bye.